Hey guys, this is Kurt Cousins. You're listening to the Wild Takes Podcast. God bless. Going Kaprizov, in for a chance to win it. He scores! Kirill, the thrill is for real. Seth Brodziak ahead, two on one with Niederreiter. He scores! Nito Niederreiter wins it for the Wild. Cut off by Mata, throws it off front, Dumba scores! Brian Walston for the wild. Penalty shot to tie the game. He blasts it Oh, my, what a shot. Fiala, Kaprizov scores! The thrill breaks the seal, and Minnesota wins in overtime. You're listening to the Wild Takes Podcast, presented by 10,000 Takes. Welcome to the Wild Takes Podcast presented by 10,000 Takes. This is the podcast where we talk about the wild and give our takes. I am Dev. With me, as always, is my wolfishly attractive co-host, Zooch. Zooch, how the hell are you, buddy? Hey, uh, I'm hot and cold right now because if you guys listened last week, I had one of, honestly, one of the worst wild takes possibly in the history of wild take history. Backfired immediately. I, I don't think I had, I don't think I predicted a single thing right. And then I doubled down on it by tweeting in the second period of the Denver-Minnesota State game that Minnesota State is by far and above the best team in the country, and Denver proceeded to score five in the final frame and beat them five to one. So that that's why I'm cold. Unbelievable mush. <laughs> that's why I'm cold. But, Dev, you know why we're hot right now. Uh, oh, I oh, we're so hot made right the fantasy hockey, uh, fantasy hockey championship in our first year, so – Coach, hell, hell yeah, brother! <laughs> drafted a hell of a team, and we are currently in the finals. So, uh, you know, let's hope we win some money out of that. But you know, we're hot and cold. Yeah, the most definitely. <laughs> and yeah, no, real hot. But also, that that was a hilarious double time, <laughs> all time, very all time mush. <laughs> like you just know that there's Cato fans <laughs> that are listening to this and be like, "This motherfucker." Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. And I'm, I mean, I, I guess it's just we, we talk about pro hockey all the time and we're, you know, I have a lot of wild takes that are correct. And I guess I should just shut my mouth when it comes to the college hockey. We'll let uh very own 10 K's Max Veach deal with that stuff because he predicted on the nuts what was going to happen this weekend. So, yeah, no, yeah, he's, uh, he's uh, he has a hard on for the NCHC. So, I mean, it wasn't hard to predict. <laughs> no, he's very he's Veach is very good at what he does. And the uh, the has been's are also if you're looking for a good college hockey podcast yes. that's Honestly. where that's where you need to be but if you yeah. want to talk about uh any pro hockey or anything related to and around the wild this is your spot also yep. uh we're not just doing the wild because later on today in the episode we are having 10k zone uh wolves writer andrew lanceman on you've had him we've, you've heard his voice here on the show before uh of the we've had him on and we are going to have him back on to preview the Wolves game that is going to be played later tonight, if you're listening to this when the episode first drops, where the Wolves and the Clippers play in the NBA's first ever play-in game. Well, I guess technically it'll be the second, second. ever. because Well, like, the they second. did it last year, too, I'm pretty sure. Well, I thought last year was like a... No, you're right. I'm wrong. No, because they, they, they tested it last year, though. Yeah, but it, now it's like official, so whatever. Let's get into our stick taps of the week. I got to give some love to the Buffalo Sabres social media team. So they're going to be my stick tap this week. The very clever 
very silly way that they announced that Owen Power uh, was signing with them. I thought I just I really appreciate it. If you did not see the announcement, uh, it was just a GIF of a phone that went from zero to one hundred uh, being charged uh, because the phone was getting power. And then when it was all the way powered up, um, that was the end of the GIF, and everybody was like, "Ooh, I wonder what this means." And then a couple people immediately figured out, "Oh, obviously this is about Owen Power." And then like five minutes later, the official announcement comes out that Owen Power is signed his entry-level contract, all of a sudden, Buffalo Sabres, you know, dare I say, have hope to be decent next year, which I feel like, you know, we've said that the last, like, eight or nine years in a row. But who knows, man? Who knows? Well, yeah, and in a typical college fashion, a lot of one-and-dones on that uh, Michigan team. Yeah. One-and-dones, including their coach, who I think is probably going to be a one-and-done they brought in there for some odd uh, yeah, we don't need to get into Michigan hockey, but we have been talking about the Sabres quite a bit on the last couple podcasts. Uh, I think yeah. became best friends with Sabres Twitter. Can't hate on the Sabres. They've been bad for so long. Who cares? <laughs> I do have a fun fact that I learned this uh, this year. So Sabres fans, just give me a second to explain. But as, uh, as the Sabres were officially eliminated from the playoffs this past week, they have now set the record for 11 straight times missing the playoffs, which is a bummer. That is definitely a bummer, but they have still won a playoff series more recently than the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh my God. I knew (laughs) you were going to say it and I knew you were going to say it in the fun. Okay. This, before I get into my stick tap, uh, I was reading a playoff preview that the ESPN had written today. And uh, uh, Greg, I can't pronounce his last name for God's sakes. I'm so bad. Wyshynski. He, very funny. He, they they asked, who do the Panthers want to see in the first round? And he said, I think they want to see Toronto and the Maple Leafs because of the playoff series since God knows when. And uh, that would be probably the best outcome they could have. And I thought that was very funny because I don't think anyone wants to play Toronto in the first round. But you could go on the other side and say they didn't want a playoff series in how long? They just blew a 3-1 lead to who last year? Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, I think Florida would be just fine matching up with Toronto in the first round. I think Florida personally would be fine matching up with anybody. Yeah. Florida, this Um, is what's crazy about um, Florida. So uh, as you guys know, we've, we've had uh, our friends that live down in Miami on this podcast before and that cover the Panthers in a little bit more detail than we do. And our good pal Ian shared with me that the Florida Panthers since January, like since 2022 started the Florida Panthers, have a sub 900 goaltending and yet have only lost nine games at the time that we're recording this. They are, it's like 898 goaltending across, not just, it's not just Bobrovsky sucking or Spencer and I being a rookie. Every goaltender is having a rough go of it. Right. And they're still winning. They're winning games like 6 5 and 7 4. It's crazy. Yeah. And, you know, if, if that dude that was trying to get into it with me on Twitter is listening, yeah, you can win with goaltending sub 900 there, okay? Yeah. That should prove it to you. We'll, we'll someone, someone, I tweeted that Talbot was looking good the other night, and someone was like, well, look at the stat line. I'm like, oh, so you're a check-the-box score-ass fan after the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> and he thing. goes, yeah, I was like, dude, if you watch that Blues game and you really think Talbot was the reason they lost, please find a new sport to watch. Please, please. I think I'm it begging. might have been the same Blues game. No, uh, it was the Predators game, I think, where Flurry was just getting absolutely shelled. Yeah. And Flurry, 
didn't have his best game by any no. means, but also not the reason that they lost. No. I mean, stop blaming the goalie. It's so lazy. Jesus. Talbot made how many saves? How many saves in the Blues game that were unreal to keep it at a 3-1 game? And then he gives yeah. up a goal because your defenseman, like, forgot how to lead a guy to the outside and lead him into the board. Okay, that's not his fault. And then the other one was a nice one-time goal. I mean, come on. Really, yeah, don't. There's, there's only so much you can do. No. All right. We'll get to my stick tap after yeah, a while. please. What is, uh, what's your <laughs> stick tap, dude? I mean, it's... I had to bring it up. I mean, Kaprizov breaks the franchise record for goals. I it, he sure did. I mean, he I'm not going to say I called it sure at the did. beginning of the season, but <laughs> well, not not okay. I'm saying he's going to break it. So if this if this mushes and he doesn't score a goal the rest of the year, we will just you know stop the podcast altogether. Okay, it, it's just going to be done. But yeah, he's going to break the record. He tied it last game, but. Who knows? By the time you're listening to this, he probably have already broken it Tuesday night versus the Oilers. What what a player, what a dude. He just everything about Kirill Kaprizov just screams superstar. And I'm very excited and very happy that we have him on this team for at least four more seasons after this one. So Yeah, no, for real. He stick taps Kirill Kaprizov. He's unbelievable. And he's like the fun Russian uncle now, apparently, too. Yeah, he's I guess. Clip, uh, all after the game against LA, and he's going and skating by and Tapping his tapping his yeah, stick to yeah. the, the other players, like young kids in the front row. Yep. Very, very cool. Good job, Kirill. Stick taps to you, my friend. Uh Zooch, what's your uh what's your cup clink this week? My cup clink is uh it's gonna go out to my two very lovable yet very different cats, Toots and Alvin. As today, as we are recording, is National Pet Day. We got uh-huh. Toots and Alvin about four months ago when we moved into our new place. And yeah, they've just made this place feel like a home. Yeah, they're the best two little cats you could ask for. Alvin is a huge hockey fan. He'll watch every game <laughs> on TV. I was sending dev videos the other night. He's following the puck now. Knows where uh, knows where players are. Even attacks opposing players when they're on the screen. So That's right. It's a good boy. Yeah, it is a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> what is your cup clinks this week, Dev? Uh, my my cup clink is your car's extended warranty. We've all gotten the spammy phone calls or whatever. When I bought my car, I actually opted in and I did something I don't usually do. And I bought the extended warranty because I was worried that I would find myself in a situation where something went wrong with the car and I would be completely hosed. Well, sure enough, something went wrong with my car. As soon as my car gets over 100,000 miles is when you start to see the problems. And like clockwork, that's what happens. But the check engine light comes on, go and I take it in. They say this and this and this is wrong with your car. Uh, It's going to cost you a little less than $2,000. And I said, oh, um, no, thank you. And they said, okay, well, that's too bad because you can't drive your car otherwise. And I said, well, this sucks. Wait a minute. I have an extended warranty. Isn't this covered under that? And they go, oh, let me check. Oh, yep. Oopsies. You do have an extended warranty and this is covered just kidding. Did we say $2,000? We meant 50. And I was like, yeah, that's more like it. Cup clinks to you, my car's extended warranty. I still will never actually answer those phone calls, but I'm really glad that I purchased it when I bought my car. <laughs> I mean, there's a, if you're ever looking for a success story of the extended warranty, here you go. Yeah, right. <laughs> One in like perfect example of how it actually works. Right. Yeah. I was so worried too that they were going to just like, totally shaft me and be like oh well it's actually not covered because of you know x y and z or whatever 
But uh, yeah, let's uh, enough about that. Last week was crazy in a lot of other ways besides just me having car troubles for a week. As we do our wild week in review, I want to start give Jared Spurgeon some love. He is playing out of his freaking mind right now. It is unbelievable how good of a hockey player he is and how underrated he is. Like we've always talked yeah. about like Jonas Brodeen being the underrated one. And I think it's, I, I honestly, I think we've maybe have gotten to the point where now Brodeen is, I'm not going to say properly rated because he still is underrated, but I think Spurgeon is somehow more underrated now. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, you see the hockey community talk about, you know, Brodeen quite a bit now like oh my god he skates with the best of them he he's yeah. such a good defensive defenseman he, he defends McKinnon unreal he defends I mean McJesus when we see him come to town on Tuesday he defends him very well every time they play I mean you don't think people lock down McDavid but uh, Brodeen is a player that can do that Jared Spurgeon he, he's a great offensive defenseman and also when he it turns out when he's not worrying about his other defensive pairing, you know, giving the puck up down low, doing whatever, he's a pretty damn good defensive pairing, uh, defensive defenseman too. Uh, ever since they acquired Middleton, and Middleton's been that kind of lockdown guy in that first defensive pair, Spurgeon's been able to kind of play his game how he normally can play his game. Back when back when he's paired with Suter, and Suter wasn't, I'm not going to say Suter's washed quite yet, but he's aging, right? Right? He's cooked a little. He's cooking. Um yeah, you got a young defenseman paired with him now that just is a monster out there. I mean, you look at them standing side by side, and it's like it looks like his damn dad. Um, who who was it that took that picture of the Wild starting five ahead of the uh, Kings game? I forget. Not sure. I think it might have been Danks, but somebody posted a picture, and it is so funny to see Spurgeon is like barely reaching everybody. The other four guys are all you know, at one level. And then Spurgeon is like right there in the middle and he's like a head shorter than everybody else. Well, it was hilarious. Cause when we, when uh, me, Jack, Jake and other 10 K guys were at the game, however long ago that was a couple weeks, like ago, two, two weeks ago. Now I think three weeks ago, um, <laughs> the starting lineup starts there. I'm pretty sure it was Kaprizov's line. <laughs> it was Middleton. It just was like, it went, <laughs> it was very funny. So yeah, Jared Spurgeon, he, he deserves love. He doesn't deserve to be underrated, I don't think. Yeah, the, people need to be put on with Jared Spurgeon. Just watch the guy play. He's a pleasure to watch. If yeah, you, he's very fun. You can go back to even 2014 when he scored that huge goal against the Avs to force overtime. I mean, he was, he was a lead at that point, in my opinion. So he's just kind of aging like a fine wine at this point. Yeah. That's the best part about uh, his game is that he doesn't, he's not an overly physical player and he's not an overly fast player. Right. His, his game is more of the, like the cerebral game. So he's not the kind of player because he's one of the oldest players on the wild right now, which is yep. crazy. He's like 31 or 32. And you know, by the time that his contract is over, he'll be, I think 37. And yeah. it's like crazy to think that he'll still be playing at a pretty high level when he's 37. You know, I just want to take the time to transition this into another short guy who's not as good. Uh, that is Brendan Lemieux. <laughs> what a fucking scumbag. Um, if, you, if you guys missed yesterday, he, that guy, he is an awful hockey player. My God. And I don't say that a lot about NHL guys, but like, what does he do well? Yes, fight. Sir. Yeah, fight. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> fight after his own team lets in a goal. Like, what the fuck are you doing, buddy? Dry hump people on the goal line. 
Well, yeah, he was whispering sweet nothings into uh, Erickson X ear as they're scoring goals in the offensive zone. He's like laying on him, like, oh, you know what? You know what? I his his uh, bites per sixty are top of the league. Well, yeah, his but, chomps chomps per. Um, 60. I think one of the worst things he did yesterday, though, wasn't even the fact that he was whispering sweet nothings and dry humping Erickson X alongside the net while his team is letting in goals. It was he takes a. a absolutely lazy penalty to uh, against, I believe it was Dmitry Kulikov as they were heading back into the offensive zone and doesn't decide to touch the puck. He just like skates by it kind of like, and then starts loafing up the ice. The wild noticing this, grab the puck, go up the ice and have a couple scoring opportunities. And you could see his coach after the game or after the game, after that play, Ah, looking down at like, looking down at the ice and just like shaking his head, he's just like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, like, is this guy for real? Is this guy a real player in the NHL? Just, I, I don't even know what to say about him. He's just so terrible. No, I think we've said enough. The last thing that I'll I'll say to touch on this is I've never seen so like Russo will occasionally get feisty on Twitter, mm-hmm. but he typically will pop off like one maybe two tweets and then that'll be the end of it. Right. I have never seen Russo just full on drag somebody the way he's been dragging Brendan Lemieux for the, for the last few days. And it's also not the first time that he's done that. Every time the wild have played the Kings this year, especially since the biting incident, Russo has gone like out of his way to highlight how shitty Brendan Lemieux is. And I'm here for it. I love it. It's very, very funny. So he's not a very good hockey player. So he's, he's not as bad at, uh, hockey as Brendan Lemieux is the wild had a couple of games last week where they, they did not look like they were playing very good hockey either. Um, they got absolutely dick smacked by the predators and Dumbo got hurt in that game. And then they blew a three, one lead against, uh, against St. Louis. And that was, that was not fun. Yeah. I mean, Jordy Ben made a pretty bad defensive play made up for it with a point against, uh, the Kings in, yeah. I just feel like the Blues, they got on the rush in overtime, and it's just a nice hockey play there. The Wild were tired. The Wild were gassed, for sure. Yeah, two-on-one, quick goal. It's one of those things. So, like, in the context of each game, I don't really feel too bad about that. Like, okay, you know, the Wild just had an off night against the Predators. The Wild were actually in control for, I would say, most of the game against the Predators. They just couldn't stay out of the box. And right. then against the Blues, they just like they were in control again for most of the game, and then they just kind of fell apart late. And that doesn't yep. really happen very much with this team. So, like in a you know, in a vacuum, in the context of each game, I'm not too concerned about it. But I don't love the fact that in like the macro sense of things, the Wild are 0-4 and one against those two teams, and those are the two teams. They're the Wild are going to face one of those two teams this year, and they haven't beaten either of them yet this year. And it goes back, not just this year. The Wild have lost 10 of their last 11 against Nashville and 11 of their last 13 against St. Louis. Yep. If you go game by game, there's, you know, reason, you know, rationale, there's reasons for it. But at the macro grand scheme of things, a little bit frightening that our first opponent of the playoffs has absolutely cooked us for the last couple of years. No, it's, it's not ideal, but... I, I'm still not necessarily worried about the Blues. I, I, I think I'd be more worried if they played the Predators in the first round. The Blues are the Blues. We know what we're going to get. They have 
a decent goaltender. They have a couple decent lines. Thomas yeah. really um, emerged as a very, very solid, you know, player for them when he's not feeding it directly to Kirill Kaprizov in the slot. That was, that was very funny. We should talk. Um, <laughs> like he was probably going to get stabbed in the showers for that one play to then being the overtime hero. Yeah. I mean, that's hockey, man. It, it ain't a couple play game. I mean, we and you know that we, I mean, we, we call ourselves level-headed fans more, more times than not on this pod. We don't uh, get too high after wins and we don't get too low after losses. I don't know something about that game really, really stung a little bit after. Cause it's like, ah, that's probably one they should have had probably puts the blues out of, uh, out of reach for that two seed as we would have been about five points up. And now would have been seven after the win last night. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen. We're probably going to have home ice for this series. It's, it's definitely not a sure thing though. Which no, stinks. no, we need this game on Saturday, but speaking of playoff games, we got the wolves tomorrow and Clippers and we have a very special guest coming up. Yeah, we sure do. So be sure to stick around Real. after this quick break. Yes. Lanceman joins the show once again. We're going to talk a little Timberwolves, and we're going to play a fun little game. What's up, hockey fans? Dev here to tell you about the greatest way to gamble in the state of Minnesota, and that is betteredge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R-edge.com. Right now, you can get $5 for free to bet on your favorite teams just by signing up using the promo code 10K. All right. Our next guest is a very special guest. You have seen his words on 10ktakesmn.com. You have heard his voice on this very program that you're currently listening to. And you have seen his tweets on twitter.com. Please welcome the real Andrew Lansman. Lansman, how are you, buddy? Welcome back. Hey, I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys doing? Good, man. Always good. It's always good, man. We uh, we wanted to have you back on so that we could talk a little bit of Timberwolves. Uh, this episode is going to be dropping the morning of the Timberwolves' first attempt at the NBA play-in game. Tell me a little bit about this season. Like, what's it been like for you as the uh, you know predominant Wolves uh, blogger, journalist, I guess for Tenkai reporter, uh, <laughs> whatever we want to yeah. label you. I don't, I don't know if that. You do report yeah, it's been you know, a, what you see. <laughs> yeah, I try. I don't know. It's been it's been a fun year. It's rare. I mean, we haven't had, I don't know, I think we, we were one game back from the Jimmy Butler year, wins-wise. So, but mm. besides that, what, it was 2003? Like, it's just been, my Wolf's fan experience has pretty much been misery, truthfully. Yeah. But, you know, it's 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 been pretty crazy to, you know, turn on a game every night and be like, wow, this game not only has meaning, but, like, at this point of the year, it's been a it's been a while since these games have really mattered. We're not just tanking, you know. So I see all these other fans on Twitter talking about you know tanking, and it's like, wow, it really does feel good to know that's not us anymore. Right. So I'm excited just to have a, a meaningful game in April. It's I don't know, it's pretty crazy. So whatever happens, happens. But it's a it's a good building process, a good year, and you know I think this, this no matter what happens this year is huge going forward. I wanted to talk a little bit about Pat Bev. Just because I feel like he's transformed the attitude of this Wolves team, and just, yeah, they they play so much harder now, and they, there's not. I feel like there's no days off. These guys show up and they play good basketball. Um, Pat Bev, but I want to touch on one point with Pat Bev. Tomorrow night he plays his former team in the Clippers. I know he got traded to Memphis. How do you think 
that what what side of Pat Bev? Are we going to see an absolutely nasty Pat Bev tomorrow night, just talking shit to every single person on the court, in the crowd, everywhere? Is is, is Pat Bev going to make a ref cry? <laughs> it's it's funny because you see all these games, you know, in the year where there's something about Pat Bev doing, and then everyone on NBA Twitter is talking about it. And these are just you know middle of the game, like middle of the year games. This is a play. I mean, obviously, it's just the, it's not the playoffs yet, but it's a playing game, the biggest game of Wolves you know, career in quite a long time is this yeah. uh, fan base. Yeah. So if you, th- if you don't think Pat Bev is going to be a complete menace tomorrow, then uh, he, I mean, he, he's a menace. You got the game last night where it was a meaningless game end of the year and he got ejected. <laughs> so if you don't think he's out there just getting in the heads of everyone in the Clippers and you know, he wants it more because it's the Clippers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just hope he doesn't go be too stupid and get some unnecessary texts that are play a big role in the game, which unfortunately easily could happen. I mean, one mm-hmm. tech, and if it really changes the tide of the game, I think it could be worth it. It seems kind of dumb, but yeah, I feel like you're gonna there's there's gonna be a, a classic Pat Bev moment that it'll be all over NBA Twitter tomorrow. Hopefully, it doesn't ruin the game. Hopefully, <laughs> it, you know, pumps everyone up. Let's yeah. hope when they're up 35 points and he's uh, he's chirping the coach or the GM or whatever that traded him, and he's just I want yeah, being okay. a menace to society. The, <laughs> the Wolves are up by 20, and Pat Bev just pulls his dick out and starts moving <laughs> off. That might be a little far, but you know, I wouldn't be too upset if we're up twenty. So, <laughs> hey, 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 anything to get him into the playoffs because I, I really like the matchup, two-seven uh, matchup with Memphis. Even with Ja, if he comes back, I really think the Wolves. I don't know too much about basketball. Obviously, this is a hockey podcast. I feel like they match up well against them. They play well. They beat them twice with Ja by twenty plus points, I believe. Um, yeah, we. Yeah, that. That uh, the game tomorrow is massive. If you if you think mm-hmm. that we actually could win a series, which obviously still at the end of the day is in the NBA, there's a little there's not as much parity in the playoffs. But I feel like yeah. this year kind of could be a year where that could happen. Mm-hmm. If we're gonna have a, a chance of winning a playoff series, it it's got to be the Grizzlies. I mean, like you said, I think they're two and two against them, and they they do match up well. Besides the fact that the Grizzlies just destroy the boards and were horrible on the boards. Everything else, it's always it's been a good matchup. These teams are similar in a way of a lot of people are kind of saying the Grizzlies last year, us this year, and then hopefully we take that next step. You know, they got that young core, and I just think that at, at worst, I feel like if we play the Grizzlies, it'd be like if we lose four two, we're we're, I, we're gonna get a game or two. You know, you play right. the Suns, and they just they know how to just to close. And I just have a bad feeling that if we yeah. play them, that's just there's they really could no sweep us. <laughs> they, they could but, sweep us. I mean, Oh, for sure. And that's like, I mean, if we do win tomorrow and we do play the Grizzlies, obviously it, it would be surprising if we won, but I'm not going to be like wholly like the biggest upset of all time. Like, I just feel like we're closer to the Grizzlies than, you know, a lot of these other, you know, matchups that are six, three, four, five. That's why tomorrow is massive. And it, I just, it's got to win that one. Cause then you lose, if you lose that one, then you play the Pelicans or the Spurs, you know, the Pelicans and Spurs are playing with house money. And then you got yeah. all the pressure. Yeah, I just I don't know. It's that scares me. But tomorrow's huge. It's huge if they want to have a real shot of making some sort of noise in the playoffs. Well, I mean, in even making some noise against the Grizzlies, they match up well against the Grizzlies. And I've said on this uh, these airwaves before. I think if it's not a guarantee, Golden State wins their first round series against uh, I believe it's the Nuggets. Nuggets are a team, and I mean, who who knows? You're one upset away from playing. The Nuggets in the second round because I don't think that the NBA reseeds, do they? I believe it just goes straight bracket. So you could you one away from possibly getting the Nuggets, 
or Golden State. I've said if they if we get Golden State without one of their superstars, that's a series too. I'm not saying we're going to beat them, but we could take a few games from Golden State without one of their stars. And I'm pretty sure Curry's still out. So can can you imagine? That, but. Can you imagine how toxic t- Wolves Twitter would be to Andrew Wiggins <laughs> in a playoff series against him? Dude, it was toxic when I was there when they played in the regular season. Dude, they were they, they do not like it. They were booing Wiggins. I was looking around. I'm like, what? Why are we booing this man? I mean, I'm sure he wasn't the greatest. Sad, for him. Never really, he never really like did anything like wrong. He just was no. He just was, he was just like just mediocre. The mill. I don't know. I mean, when when you're drafted and you're compared to LeBron, like he's one of the best picks since then, and then you come here, and, like we already have, like I mean we've dealt with so much as being a horrible fan. Like you, you're, I feel like your delusion level rises a little bit. So oh, yeah. you're expecting like a LeBron like player. Maple Jordan, man. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Like people, people were literally calling that. I'll never forget when we made that trade in the summer, we traded Kevin Love. I oh, was yeah. like, oh, I was like, we have Andrew Wiggins on this team. I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> and it's funny to look back at that. I mean, he hasn't been a bad player, but no, when that, when that's your expectations. You know, I guess. Look at, I mean, he ain't been an ant either. Ant started out. He's, he's been the absolutely electric player for these first two seasons for the Wolves. I know I was yeah, talking just... two weeks back, or maybe it was a, last week when they played the Spurs, and he, he almost had 50 points. And the Wolves were going out of their way to try to feed him for that 50th point. And it was some of the worst I liked, basketball you've seen. I liked how even, like, Chris Finch was like, yeah, we were definitely trying to get Ant to fifty. Of course we were. Like, why wouldn't we? Yeah, that that was pretty shameless and disgusting to watch. Truthfully, it was, <laughs> it, it's funny though. Now, like, since I mean, I'm like, I mean, on Twitter, I mean, most of the stuff I follow is a lot. I mean, it's a lot of sports, a lot of, but I mean, I follow a lot of the big, like, you know, basketball writers and stuff. So, I mean, a lot of fans of other teams and a lot of other stuff will get liked in my timeline. And I, and I, I mean, I'm in a Wolf's group chat, and people are saying the. Spurs commentators were just shredding us. A bunch of Spurs accounts I saw were just ri- like, it's, it's, to me, it's honestly funny. We've been bad for so long that, and like people were kind of liking us, I felt like when we were doing okay here. But I feel like the combo of, I mean, Pat Bev is, he, he's hated. I mean, it's hard to yeah. hate him without your team. But people don't yeah, like that. that. People just have this unnecessary hatred for Cap. Mm-hmm. And then just that other night, like, it seems like NBA Twitter now hates it. Like, it's just, I don't understand how that could even be possible when we've been <laughs> completely irrelevant for so long. And now, like, it, it, honestly, like, I see people on Twitter, like, they despise us. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I guess that's better than being irrelevant. But it's like, geez, like, what what a what a tide-turning event. I don't know. It's just, it's awful. Well, it's like, yeah, we, we, we've been awful for, like, I don't know. Around almost 20 years. 20 years. And now we were good. We're flexing on people. And, you know, people don't like to say, well, pick a side. I mean, do you want us to be irrelevant? Flexing on people. I don't get it. (laughs) Ripping cat for how many years for being soft. And now he tries to, like, not be soft. And he gets ripped for that. It's like, what is he supposed to do? Exactly. (laughs) Well, yeah. yeah. Some people in 10K talk about how soft he is. Some non-basketball people. And now it's like they're crickets chirping in the group chat nowadays about I mean, them. Yeah, like the other night, like like I don't know, I like even as a fan, like that was really nasty to watch the end of that game. But it's like people were making such a big deal about it. It's like this game right. was practically meaningless. I mean it was really it truthfully was disgusting to watch. It was but very like funny though. It was. I mean but people just I don't know it's just 
I mean, Twitter, I mean, what do I expect from Twitter? It's toxic and just overreaction central. Yeah. But still. Well, so <laughs> kind of on that same note, um, with it's not to the same extreme because the wild have obviously been better than the wolves have been over the last 20 years. Um, but that has also happened to the wild where, you know, for years and years and years, it was, Oh, it's the mild. <laughs> and now, the mild, yep. now we've got folks out here after, you know, uh, like Delorier fights sealer or like Jacob Middleton, you know, lays a check or, you know, Brendan Lemieux does anything. And instead of just kind of like ignoring him, you know, we have Duhame running over and taking a swing at him. We have Felino, you know, taking his shots at him, whatever. And now all of a sudden, like fans on Twitter are being like, Oh, wow. Look at the wild. They're thugs now. It's like, Oh Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's so funny to see that like the second that one of the like um, teams that are like not in like major markets, all of a sudden they're stepping up and playing their game differently than they had been. And folks don't like it. No. So that's great. Honestly, I love it. Give it to me. I want to drink yeah. all of their tears. Yeah. That's odd to me though. I feel like for the while, just cause I mean, I, I mean, I don't know hockey enough. I still follow a lot of people on Twitter. So I see stuff, but it doesn't really seem like there's players. Like are there players in the, on the wild that people just naturally have hated? Or like, those are things they do that are like, I just feel like they shouldn't, even though they're good, like they're good now. But like, do they do things that people should hate? Eh, hate not them, really. Or is it just flat out. Look, they're bad? they're playing. Well, you know, you could argue this year has been a little. Uh, he's been a little, a little more. I wouldn't say dirty. I say a little feistier than years past. Felino has had a few plays where it's like. Eh, probably shouldn't do that, but at the same time, yeah, Felino had that one. Marshawn kissing guys yeah. on the cheek and like grabbing people and sticking his glove in their mouth and shit like that. And they're like, Oh, we love that. But when Felino does something, I don't think I've ever seen anybody say that they love Brad Marchand outside of Boston. Well, that's Boston. Yeah. yeah that's. I don't, but like, I, I, I don't mind Brad Marchand I, personally. I think he's a great player, but that also I'm on the other side of the fence with that take. Cause right. Cause he's fun. Yeah. Tom Wilson, on the other hand, scumbag guy, he is a scumbag. And yeah. I can agree with that. I, Wanted to take this as an opportunity to segue into a fun little game that I've got prepared for you two. It's called Wolves or Wild. The rules are very simple. I have three statements and each statement is about a player. That player plays for either the Wolves or the Wild or has played for them this year. We are going to see who can get the most statements right. It's best of three and the winner will get, I don't know, a a thumbs up. Thumbs up. Yeah, and uh, you can take a screenshot of me giving you a thumbs up and mint it as an NFT if you want. I don't so think it'd that, be worth much money, Dev. No, probably not. <laughs> yeah, if you if you get anything more than sixty eight cents for it, take it. So yeah, let's get into wolves or wild. Lanceman, since you are our guest this week, uh, you get first guess on everything. It can be a wolf or wild player, right? Correct. Yeah, I don't care. Um. That's the fun of it, Andrew, because I'm probably going to do awful with the wolf side of it. Because like, like you know, I, mean, I just don't know. I mean, I know some of their names, but I don't really know like what. So there's only three questions. One of them, I think, is a slam dunk, and the other two, I think, are varying difficulty depending on how much you've been paying attention. Um, so first question: This player set a career high for assists in his first year in Minnesota. I feel like it might be fraudulent if I. Don't get it right. But, I don't know. Yeah. 
You never know. I am going to go. I'm just going to say pretty soft because I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I guess technically that uh, would have been true at the time because Kaprizov's first year in Minnesota was also his first year in the NHL. But no, that is not correct. Zuch, you want to be a Wolves player? You want to take take a stab at this one? It's got to be a Wolves player. I'm going to go. Uh, first player that came to my head was Pat Bev. I don't know why, but I feel okay. like Bev. it is Pat Bev. Wow. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Wow. He, well, I feel uh, like you overthought that one, Andrew. I didn't think, I just didn't really, I don't know. I, I guess I didn't really think about that. His uh, his career average is like 3.8 assists a game, and he's at 4.6 uh, this year. I thought I was going to a trick question to try to get me off because assists, and I'm like, oh, there's there's assists in hockey. Right, there's yeah. assists yeah. in both. Yeah. Um, t- oh, so in, I would have also accepted Marcus Felino because technically when he first came to Minnesota, he did – set a career high but uh he broke that record like two nights ago so it's no longer technically true but i would have accepted it if you had just kind of remembered that question number two this leader of the team leads his team in infractions so that's penalties or fouls i didn't i'm just calling them infractions because i didn't want to tip my hand well i mean can't be pat bev now if you do pat bev two times in a row then no Oh, and I'm gonna think of some random wild player here. Uh you said this year? Just lead their team? Yeah, this year. Everything is this year. Man. I don't really know. This is probably a bad, bad guess, but I'm just gonna go uh I'm just gonna go Matt Dumba. Is he still in the wild? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that actually. Holy shit. I can't think of any other guys' names. Yeah, the that Matt Dumba is still on the wild. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm waste that. That's good. Oh boy. All right, Zooch, what do you got? I think I'm gonna get this one too because every time I watch a Wolves game, I feel like uh he's always in foul trouble. Is it cat? Oh, no. It is cat. Let's oh, my, I'm a fraud. Dude, I as soon as you said infractions, I was like, it's gotta be cat. I, I also up, like, he's always he's always in he's always in foul trouble. That, that guy every time I watch it, it's like yeah, always in foul trouble. I don't get it. You need to cut uh, this part out. You can't put this online. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also would have accepted Moose for this one um, because he is leading the Wild and is also a leader of the team. So uh, oh. that one was kind of a trick question. But uh, oh, Dumba's not an awful guess, though, because I feel like Dumba. No, Dumba takes penalties, but he is. Yeah. he's not as high in the pims as you would think. Yeah, Cats um, fall trouble every game. That was actually obvious. Yep, I, <laughs> I, that was the one that I thought was like a little too easy. See, I feel like Andrew's thinking wild side, and I'm thinking. I was thinking wild side. We're on the exact opposite sides of the spectrum here. Yeah, no, I like it. I'm, I'm just messing with both of you. I, I just figured it was Cat because like. I feel like every year he deals with that. He's like always every year complaining about calls yeah. and give a little bit of credence. Uh, Dumba is top five on the team in Pims. Uh, however, top two guys both have more than double what he has. Uh, Felino has almost triple. Wow! So fighting people like yeah, the five the five minute five minute fighting majors goes a long way. 
and the other yeah, guys do Haim, so that makes you know same same energy. All right, um, this last one, uh, Lanceman, I'm actually going to give you I'm going to give you a chance. Uh, this one is worth two points, so this is a chance to tie. Um, <laughs> oh God, it's probably a wild player. And there are, there's, and I'll even tell you this: there's two possible answers. If you get both of them, you get one point each, and then a bonus point for getting both of them. So, okay. uh, could win it right here. You could win it because I'm making up the rules as I go. Question number three: These two wily veterans are career minor leaguers who have played less than five games for their respective teams, but are under contract and are playoff eligible to make the roster. Could it be one from each team, or no? Is it two? It could be. And Zooch, I'm going to make you guess first because I uh, want to give Lanceman a bone here. Okay. Go. I'd probably say Kyle Rowe. Um, okay. Minnesota Wild side. All right. He's been around literally forever. And he's, he, yeah. hey, my Wild take saying he would play under five games this season looks fucking rock solid, by the way. <laughs> At Andy Bjorjan. I forgot about that. Oh yeah, no, that was a wild take ahead. Um, the T Wolves one, I fucking if it is a T Wolves player, I have absolutely no clue. <laughs> I mean, it's not Jordan McLaughlin because he's obviously been up on the big team. Yeah, he's um, played more than five games. He's played way more than five games. Uh, yeah, I honestly I have no idea for the Wolf side of it. Oh ha, I do actually have an idea. It's got to be fucking Cody McLeod on the Iowa Wild too. Okay, interesting. All right. So, Lanceman, to you. I'm not going to reveal the correct answers until... You said minor uh, leaguer? Like, career... Career minor leaguers. leaguers. Well, since I haven't guessed any Wolves, and that's... And the two answers that have been Wolves, I feel kind of sad if I don't. So I'm just going to steal Zach's and take that Kyle Rowell guy, because I don't don't know for a while. (laughs) And then I'm going to say it's the real moose on the Timberwolves, Greg Monroe. Yep. Nailed it. Uh, I do got to give a little bit of credit i guess because greg monroe has played about 600 games in the nba okay I, kind of, I wasn't really picturing him as like a i mean maybe recently but i guess but yeah but he for the wolves he's, he's a career minor league well he's, he's i i didn't games. i didn't realize it when i wrote the question and we ran out of time so i didn't actually have a chance to change it but um he's played about 600 and he's played 646 games in the nba however he has not played more than 40 games in a season in like four years yeah so he's been a he's been a g league guy for a while now that is correct in terms of what i was looking for and the correct answer so no bonus point though because you just stole uh zooch's answer so zooch wins uh three two that was congratulations right. Kyle zooch. Rao was right too kyle Rao is the correct answer yeah he's played exactly five games for the wild this year uh greg monroe has played four i've heard the name kyle Rao. haven't you eden prairie's own Oh, he made uh, he made the last national title for the Gophers as well, I believe. He played on that team. Yeah, can't and, believe I got uh, that. He is arguably responsible for the most like famous goal in the state hockey tournament history. Yeah, the diving. He was like diving on his stomach and hit it with one hand, knocked it in, knocked it in off of the defender skate. Yeah, off the defender skate against Duluth East. Yeah, that was crazy. Against 10K zone, Trevor Olson. Oh, yeah, against 10K zone, Trevor Olson. That's funny. Yep. Huh. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that, actually. We, we, uh, I don't know how we I all, forgot about that. We all learned something new today. 
So yeah, hey, but that that's was... national champion Trevor Olson to you. That's true. That's true. My that's bad, Trev. National uh, national title at North Dakota. Yeah. So yeah, that is going to do it for uh, Wilder Wolves. Thank you again for playing. Uh, better luck next time, Lanceman, and good job to you, Zooch. Uh, Lanceman, before before we have you take off, we're going to end the interview the same way we end every interview. Andrew Lanceman, what is your wild take? Huh. Well, I feel like it has to be relevant to the Timberwolves since that's it's my team. I mean, I'm, I'm a football and baseball guy, but I'm, I'm, I'm a Wolves guy. So my wild take, hold up one second, something just went wrong. Oh, God. Okay, there we go. Um, my wild take is that the Wolves will win tomorrow against the Clippers, and then we will beat the Grizzlies. Yeah. Woo! I had the exact same wild take two weeks yes. ago. I don't know what else to how to. No, be no, no. I'm saying I love it. Let's do this. No, that is uh, it is wild, <laughs> dude. I, if the Wolves can give Minnesota its first taste of playoff success since the Vikings beat the Saints in 2019, 2018. Yep, 2019. I'm all for it, dude. We need this team. This city, when when the Wolves were good back in the day, people always say it could become it, it could become not only a hockey city, but a basketball city, too. And I think we're starting to see that with the Wolves. That's what the River's good. for, you know? Yeah, exactly. So... I hope it happens, man. I really hope they deliver us some playoff success because I think winter teams have a good chance of delivering all the <laughs> playoff success we're going to see here in Minnesota for the next few seasons. So could be the case. Yeah. Could be the case. Awesome. Well, thank you, Lanceman. It uh, has been a joy having you on. And uh, do you have anything that you want to plug? Uh, not really. I mean, you can go read my random blogs that I'll produce. I mean, I try or I make, you know, I try to, Try to make Wolves one here and there. Sometimes can't really talk as much about certain things all the time without, you know, like I, I do like talking more in depth about stuff, but sometimes that's not what people want to read. I should have made a Clippers preview one, but here we are, I guess. If, if, if we win tomorrow, I'll try to get something out for the Grizzly series. I'm yeah, go on that. there, read my read my random Wolves takes. Follow me on Twitter, read the other random blogs I made. I just made one about the three, top three styles of pizza in the world. Yeah, okay. Wrong, so. Objectively wrong on the second no, one. I just, I just don't know about that. But. <laughs> and if you want to know what we're talking about, you'll have to go check it out. 10ktakesmn.com. Lanceman, thanks for hopping on. Great to have you. And uh, we'll catch up soon, right, buddy? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hopefully after the Wolves win. Absolutely. Cheers. All right. Big thanks to Lanceman for all of the Timberwolves content that he's putting over at uh, 10ktakesmn.com and everything that he's doing here. It's so exciting that the Timberwolves are good and they wrap up a good quality season. You know, we talked about it where Finch is going to be here for a while. So we've got the baby bird leading the wolves. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, this is just year one. You got to look at it like the wild last season, the wild, very exciting team, just getting their, you know, just sprouting their wings and the, Mm -hmm. to keep it on the Finch. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, I, I'm very excited for the future of this Wolves team. They locked up a good coach. And I think winter sports in this town are locked down for a little bit. So, Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that uh, this is the best that – this is probably the best, like the most optimistic Minnesota sports as a as a whole have been able to be 
in at least three, four. Yeah, since, <laughs> I mean, at least since, since three or yeah. four. Um. So yeah, let's uh, let's get to the wild this week. Uh, there's only two weeks left in the regular season. This week is going to be a very important week in determining home ice advantage in the first round and figuring out all of the other aspects that uh, that are going to unfold. Real quick, the uh, the Oilers are coming to town tonight. As uh, as you're listening to this, if, assuming you're listening on Tuesday, um, you know if you're watching that instead of the Timberwolves game, God bless you. Um, <laughs> the uh actually that's not true because the uh the, the the Timberwolves game puck drop or tip off is uh not until 8 30 central time so you'll you'll have a little bit of time to uh, catch the first period or period or two where the wild will presumably you know throw up a couple goals and uh you know shut down the oilers the way that we have all season the wild then will uh head down to dallas on Thursday, uh, that game is going to be on like main primary ESPN, so that's kind of fun. And um, we got to, then we're on ASB or ASB ABC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going back to kindergarten trying to you know speak, but we got the Blues Saturday matinee. That's gonna yeah, be- that's gonna be a fun game. And that's game and a that, big game. That is gonna be arguably the most important game of uh, of the season. I hate to be hyperbolic yeah. like that, but. As the standings are, as we're recording this, the Wild and Blues are tied. The Wild have a game in hand, and that's a four-point swing right there. Yes. And we got the Sharks on Sunday. And then we got the Sharks the next day. Yeah, yep. former, uh, former, former Wild goalie. Yeah. Getting a play there, who has not looked good since being traded by the Wild. But no, he's looked it's been tough. Um, well. And then the Habs, I guess, by the time we talk to you next. Uh, who really cares about that game? I mean, there's a Cole or Gold Caulfield. So, I mean, that'll be cool. But yeah, my preseason pick for the Calder, which is, um, you know, not going to happen. But um, at least I look less stupid than I did like two months ago. Very true. It is really cool what Marty St. Louis is doing there. I do got to say, I don't think that he's been announced as like a long term finish is anything more than the interim but it is really well, i don't think he will game. until after the season probably not you're correct but at the same time like with what he's done with those kids it's pretty impressive yeah yeah no, i agree so you know the the habs are one of those games that the wild should and probably will win but not necessarily a guarantee especially because they're playing with a lot of swagger and confidence right now so the wild you know We've talked about trap games on this uh, on this show quite a bit, and that to me feels like a trap game. Assuming that the uh, the previous four games go pretty well, I think if the Wild are able to get you know six points in those uh, those previous four games, and assuming that the Blues <clears throat> two of those points are against the Blues, I think that uh, you know the Wild are going to be in really good shape and. I think I am, they steamroll the Habs because the Habs aren't very good. But that's I true. hope so. <laughs> I don't see it being a trap game, but I can see the Sharks, if anything, because you got the high of the Blues game before a matinee. And you go yeah, play. and the return of your, uh, you know, yeah. tossed away goalie and the return of the Panino The Habs game. just don't – the Habs are not good. The Habs <laughs> are very bad. Don't get me wrong. They, the Habs, if they lose to the Habs, that's, a, that's kind of scary for the playoffs. I'm not going to lie to you. I'd be a little – be like, all right, let's not have that happen. 
Well, uh, let's channel our inner Alexis Pearson and just say that we don't believe in the trap game. We don't believe in the trap game, so that one's going to be a good one. Uh, So, yeah, special shout-out to our gal, Alexis. She's the best. I didn't really have anywhere else in the show that I wanted to mention this, but it was recently brought to my attention that Minnesota Wild head coach, Dean Evason, is from a little town called Flin Flan in Canada. (laughs) I... I'm I truly I sorry Flynn Flan excuse me it's um it does not I it's awesome that's an incredible it's not a made up city that's out of you, some fairy tale think, books yeah you would think that's like it comes out of like a you know this is where the cat in the hat lives or something but <laughs> no no it's a it's a fifty two hundred population city in southwest Saskatchewan so hell yeah Dino love that um. Love that for you. The pride, the pride of Flin Flon is Dean Evison. That's a, just a dumb segue that I wanted to share with you because I learned it and it made me smile that uh, there's a town called Flin Flon in Saskatchewan and that's where Dean Evison is from. So yay. <laughs> yay, Dino. Yay, Dino. That is going to be a wrap on the show. Before we head out of here, we're going to end the show the same way that we end every show. Zooch, what is your wild take? Oh, this is a spicy one. It's, and I, I think actually the second half of this is more wild than the first. Because if, if, the, if the second half happens, it's actually kind of an automatic thing to me that the first half is going to happen. Oh, boy. wins the MVP this season, and he stays healthy for at least 140 games. Holy shit. Yeah, no, I, I'm going on this year. I think he – he's unbelievable when he's healthy. He's, he's an incredible baseball Last player. two seasons – when he is healthy, you can you can say Mike Trout might be better than him, but I mean, it, it's a debate. Like you can yeah. debate that. So I think he stays healthy. And I think he does it this season. I just I, he, he's I, unbelievable, he and he's going an, off again tonight as we're recording this right now. He's just yeah. can't stop hitting. Buxton is an unbelievable baseball player. Um, I don't know enough about baseball and follow it closely enough to you know take one side or the other on the argument that uh, he's potentially better than Mike Trout, but um that that is also a spicy take right there for you. So Yeah, I mean he he's analytically right there with them when he's healthy. So very, very good player. Uh I hope you're right and I hope he stays healthy because he is so freaking fun to watch. It's it's truly great watching him. Uh on kind of a similar note, <clears throat> this one is uh quite a bit less spicy because as the time that we're recording this, uh Kirill Kaprizov has already broken the wild record for points in a season and he is expected strongly to break the goal record. But uh, I'm going to say that Kirill Kaprizov is not just going to break the record, but he's going to shatter it. The previous record was 83 points and 42 goals. I think that Kirill is going to get to at least 103 points. I think he's going to get to like 104, 105, maybe even 110. Um, And I think he's going to get I don't think he's going to quite get to 50 goals this year, but I think he's going to get dangerously close with flirting with 50. So yeah, that's uh Hey, Wes Walls says it was going to happen. And I believe oh, it. Honestly, you know what? Like Wes Walls, as much crap as he gets for everything, um, a lot of his takes are actually usually pretty good. They, they usually well, yeah, that's typically how it is. They just don't like how his, his uh, he flows the game when he's announcing. I like Wes Walls. I agree I do with too. You of his insight is pretty damn accurate. No, I, I, I always, I feel in like I league, learned something. 
yeah, he played in the national, so he might know a little bit more than these guys who probably didn't play in the national. So <laughs> I think whenever he's like, whenever he's on the desk, I always feel like I'm like, oh wow, I really learned something. I wonder, I don't yeah. know, maybe he just gets the jitters. Trust me, calling calling anything, yeah, but especially on. hockey, yeah. super difficult. I don't think that I could. I know for a fact that Wes Wells can do that better than I can. Uh, so I'm I'm I am not afraid to tell people that uh, I would be terrible at that, and it's really cool that. Uh, you know, I get 14 takes at, at getting my word vomit out and Wes just has to do it live. So I always have a little bit of uh, empathy towards, towards that. 100%. Yep. All right. And that is going to do it for us here at the wild takes podcast. As always, thank you for listening to the wild takes podcast presented by 10,000 takes. Go give us a follow on social media at wild takes 10 K and make sure to follow along with the rest of the 10 K guys as well. If you like the show, tell your friends. If you hate the show, tell your enemies, trust me, it's a win-win for you. Remember, it's not just about working hard and having fun. It's about fucking winning. Let's go wild. Stay safe out there, folks. Get the fuck out of bed, bitch. Go. Get up, get up, and then they got-